Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? Welcome along to the latest Melchester Odyssey. If you're new to this, we're going through the best of Royal the Rovers, the 1980s. It's 208 pages of scorching soccer action, and you can get one online and follow along with us if you're so inclined. We are at the stage now where uh, Melchester are in Scotland on a summer tour. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll just read what it says at the beginning. It'll, it'll sum it up better than I can. In Scotland, for a tournament between promoted and relegated teams, of course, Melchester have just been relegated, Roy had offered a trial to 18-year-old Kenny Logan, whose father hated football and wanted the lad to enter the family business, the estate agency business, the angry estate agency business. What an awful man. What did, like He embodies yeah. so many awful things. It's like he hates football, which is a strange mm-hmm. position to take, mm-hmm. but I'm sure there are people out there who feel that way. Uh, I've encountered them before. Have you? Yeah, not the ones who just say, I'm not interested, I don't the ones really who get it, but the ones hate who actively it. hate it, yeah. yeah. Well, it says more about them than it does about us or about football, I think. Yeah, I agree. To be honest. And the fact that on top of that, he's an estate agent, you just got to yeah. imagine meeting him at a, job. at a party. Yeah. yeah, it's a cunt's job. And you go, hello, mate. And he's trying to make conversation. What? Who do you follow? What? Team? I've been at the football today. Um, my team lost, West Ham. Yeah. Who do you follow? I hate football. <laughs> oh, blimey. Okay, so, all right, I'll change subject then. What do you do? I am an estate agent. Fuck me. Oh. This is the worst possible combination yeah. of things, yeah. There's nothing I can do here. You've got nowhere to go. You're engage. in a cul-de-sac. You are. So that's the, that's the family business. Mm. Anyone's Kenny Logan to turn his back on football glory and become an estate agent. Uh, then, during Melchester's first match against Western Villa, super brat Vic Guthrie <laughs> took a dislike to the extrovert Logan and the uh, the friction between the two players forced Roy to take drastic action. It's a ginge-off, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Because they're both gingers. They're both fiery, red-headed players. It's a bit players. like, I'm the only ginger around here. Well, think again. Yeah. Because there's laughing boy as well, isn't there? Mm. No fucking... No Baxter, no yeah. fucking wacky no time, fucking, fucking Timmy Mallet Baxter. Checkers Baxter, yeah. yeah. Fan Dabby Dozy. Mm. So uh, the friction between the two players forced Roy to take drastic actions. So uh, a, a member of the crowd shouts, "A substitution! Looks as if Race has decided to pull off Logan, or could it be Guthrie?" And his mate shouts, "We'll soon find out." Well, you will fucking soon find out because it's happening not going to stop mm. um, it's the way Roy, football works mate yeah you know something is about to happen then yeah. it happens usually so football's in perpetual motion totally um, 
Roy goes across to Vic Guthrie, puts a, an arm on Guthrie's shoulder. You know, it could be, you know, a consoling hand, but it's it's more of a. Um, I think he's trying to stop him, isn't he? He's trying to stop him from flying off the handle. Yeah. And uh, attacking everyone. He's uh, he's quelling him. Uh, he says, Vic, I know you won't understand this. <laughs> That's thick. a good opening gambit, isn't it? You're a thick to... con. Yeah, it really puts people in the back. I know you're trying to someone down. Mm. Yeah. Right, you're not bright enough to understand what's about to happen, but here it goes. <laughs> Uh, I know you won't understand this, but I'm acting in the best interests of the team. Ugh. Believe me, take a rest, old son. <laughs> Fuck you, no. And King oh? Guthrie. Me? Now, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and it was pointed out after the last episode by uh, regular correspondent Simon Price that uh, Vic Guthrie was actually uh, a Welsh international. He's a what? A Welshman? He's, yeah, Guthrie's a Welsh international, but I said I reckon he's... Um, a Cockney Welshman in the same style of Vinnie Jones was. Where's the uh, evidence of this? He posted us a picture of, of Guthrie in his Welsh kit. Interesting. I All mean, right. Guthrie, well, we, we've not made him a Cockney Welsh now, so I mean, yeah. you know, the, the well, Welsh I... accent is such a gentle lilt. I love it. Yeah. And it's a, one of the great accents, and it, it's inherently peaceful. Hmm. And where it, so it seems to fit Vic Guthrie's character more to make him a cockney which is a, a sort does. of an aggressive accent isn't yeah. it yeah he's in the he's in the welsh squad because he's got grandparents who were welsh yeah. something like that i, think. I had a fucking tough granddad didn't i <laughs> and england fucking looked look, overlooked me several times so in the end i was like fuck it i'll play for wales <laughs> that's exactly how it went down <laughs> so uh yeah roy's got a hand on his shoulder and he, he says oh me now wait a minute and then roy Asserts himself a little bit. Uh, I said off right now. Steve Naylor is taking your place. Fucking Steve Naylor. I can't. Fucking. Always jumping jack, in people's graves, isn't he? Jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, and Vic says, but. And Roy says, that's hey. enough, Vic. You give me any more aggro, and I'll suspend you for the rest of the tournament. That doesn't <laughs> sound like it's a thing, but it's a thing. I yeah. can do it. <laughs> What do you mean? What do you mean, suspend me? Don't ask questions. I told you you wouldn't understand. What? You mean you just not pick me? Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> yeah, but right, I call yeah. it a suspension. Um, and as the seething Melchester star flounced away, I don't know if you flounce. can flounce while you're seething. Can you? It's not a flounce. Fucking hell! I want to put stormed off there. Looks like a storm. It's, it's a real bit of bitchiness from whoever's writing this story yeah. about his own character. Someone who hates the Welsh, do you think? Someone who hates it's a weird me. thing where a writer, someone creates things in their imagination, <laughs> but then <coughs> grows to hate them. It's I yeah. st- last night I started watching first time in ages uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks, which is a film right. I love, okay. and I haven't got to the bit yet. But there is a memorable thing where he creates his his football mate, doesn't he? What's he called again? Um, I haven't seen it. It's, it's another film I've okay, never seen. All right, fine. Well, You're he, on your own. He, he puts a handprint on this ball that he finds, and he gives it a name, Wilson, right? Because right? I think that's the brand. Right. And he and it's quite a famous thing. You'd have seen it. It's this handprint on a ball. People still do it themselves. And he sort of becomes his friend because, in a way, it stops him going too mad because he's got something or someone to talk to. But then yeah. he turns against Wilson. 
and gets really fucked up and starts arguing <laughs> with him. And I think he like punches him or something. And I think that's fucking great when you create something and then go mad at it. And that's yeah. what's happened to the writer of Roy the Rovers because he's created Vic Guthrie, but yes. then he's editorialising. He's not just describing, faithfully <laughs> describing and recounting the facts. He's editorialising as the seething Melchester staff flounced <laughs> away. He sat there writing this fucking story. He's going, look at him, fucking flouncing off the big fucking fairy. He's <laughs> 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 like, yeah, but you created him. You made him the do those things. I fucking hate him. He's got such a bad attitude. The only person that's seen the game is the fucking author. Yeah. What was he called again? David Skew. Yeah, Skewy. David Skew's had a bad, a bad week, hasn't he? Down in his rig in Dorset where he does it all. Yeah. But, of course, we I know think, this no. is all leading up. This is all leading up to something much, much bigger, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We know this yeah. is throwing the scenes or something. Guthrie, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but then Blacky Griff fucking wades in. Um, right. I'm not trying to tell you how to do your job, but that seemed like a public humiliation to me. <laughs> Rick was asking for it, Blackie. His behaviour was unsettling the old team, just like the super brat of old. <laughs> and that's something I can't afford when we're trying to recover from the blow of being relegated. It's vital we win this tournament, with or without Vic Guthrie. I don't think it is vital to win this tournament, to be it's fair. It's not. And anyway, it's Roy, you're all, fucking it? lucky that you are still in a job because nowadays mm. you would be out. The, the, your, Melchester's supposed to be the best team in the world, right? You would have been... Um, like you're Basically, it's the equivalent of Manchester United getting relegated. Yeah. If Manchester United got relegated, Solskjaer would be out on his ear, right? Definitely. Uh, or the best team at the moment is Liverpool. If Liverpool next season... The other thing about Melchester getting relegated is there was no explanation ever offered, right? They they didn't have any big injuries. It wasn't like Roy was out for the whole season. I don't think Roy yeah. missed a game or any of their other stars. They didn't have any big injuries. They had one little hiccup when What's-His-Name left. Fucking Jeff What's-His-Name. But they replaced... Jeff Giles. Yeah, Jeff Giles <laughs> left, but they fucking replaced him straight away, right? With Nat Gosden, yeah. With Nat Gosden. That seemed to be fine. Uh, they had a bit of an issue with the keeper, but that got resolved. Other than that, it was the first 11. Yeah. No injuries the whole season. They got relegated. There's been no inquest, right? No. There's been no finger pointing. The chairman has not once shown his face about it. Ben Galloway's not said anything. And I think it's unhealthy. It reminds me, probably the closest analogy would be Arsene Wenger's reign at Arsenal, where he was... He'd become so much of a dictator within the club that he effectively didn't have a boss. Do you know what I mean? Mm, and so yeah. no matter how low Arsenal sank, he was untouchable. But, you know, Roy's been relegated. No one well, has questioned his position. No one has asked him for a reason as to why they're relegated. And he has not refreshed the team in the summer. It's not like he's thought, all right, we need to shake things up. Maybe some of these players have been here too long. Maybe yeah. it's an age inside. I need to get some young blood in. I mean, he's got this Scottish lad. But other than that, he's just thought, fuck it. We'll just get promoted again. No problem. Well, we identified what had gone wrong, and it was the defence, wasn't it? The defence was a complete shit show. That's what we and think. And you'd think he would, be, he would be sort of like, you know, held to account for that, but he hasn't been. No. Let's just carry on. See if he can get us relegated from fucking Division 2 as well. Yeah, yeah do going, a Sunderland. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Same players. Not to bring Sunderland into it, but yeah, okay. But, you know, it's, um, it's, it is ridiculous. Roy is, 
I mean, Roy's just living a charmed life. I mean, it's like check your privilege, you know. He's a straight white yeah. male. Do you know what I mean? In, in the days before Time's Up, right? And yeah. he is he can get away with murder, effectively. Straight white male with helicopter and a, a balcony right across the I'm top. I'm a straight white male with a helicopter, a balcony, <laughs> a fit as wife, and a fucking and a fucking Ferrari in club collars. And none of you cons are going to take any of it away from me ever. But this but is a job for this. fucking life. I'll tell you this: we are the only minority group, really, anymore. You can say what you want, <laughs> the straight white males. No one fucking sticks up for us. It's not fucking fair. <laughs> the other day, I was landing the fucking helicopter at Tesco's, right? And there were a bunch of kids shouting at me, fucking saying all sorts of stuff. But of course, you just have to suck it up as a straight white male. You're not allowed to say anything back, are you? <laughs> they were shouting, uh, right, can we have your autograph? And right I start shouting, fuck off, and run away. <laughs> I took back off again and flew up to Asda's instead where it required her. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we can't, it's vital we win this tournament, he says. Fucking isn't, but whatever. Uh, as the game continued and the Rovers set about the task of regaining control, uh, it's just one of those uh, frames where you just see them knocking the ball around quite nicely. Lots of one-touch passes. Looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd says, uh, maybe race made the right decision. Melchester are beginning to get it together again. And his mate says, look at the calm, composed way they're working the ball out of defence. Um, it comes down and Roy is about to receive the ball. Kenny Logan is running into space. He shouts, Roy, on your left. Kenny Logan's calling for it, but he's well marked, shouts the crowd. You're wasting your breath, lad, shouts another one, which makes me think something's about to happen here. Mm. Something special's going to happen. Kenny Logan's going to pull something off. So we need to turn the page and find out what it is. And Roy... Roy does indeed knock the ball onto him. And he has got two defenders around him. And uh, Roy thinks, Go on then, son. Let's see what you can do under pressure. Go on, dickhead. You fucking <laughs> big mouth. You flash Let's cunt. see what you're made of. It's this or the solicit other fucking estate agents. <laughs> is it, it. This is your chance. You fucking... Fuck this up, and I can tell you, you'll be showing a bunch of fucking benefit cheats round a fucking shit old basement rental, right, in downtown Glasgow, right, this time <laughs> next week, on a poxy 1% commission, right, and that'll be your fucking life, right? So make sure you make the most of this. Go. <laughs> and he does. <laughs> it says, and somehow, and um, Logan has got the ball, and he slalomed his way through three uh, Western Villa defenders uh, one of the third of them as he goes past him shouts oops <laughs> um, <laughs> oh dear I missed the tackle <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear what a shame he's gone right past me he's ghosted past my part. attempt my challenge <laughs> um, what a turn Logan's wriggled through Shout the crowd. He's got a chance. But he hasn't, though, because one of the defenders uh, brings the fucker down from behind. <laughs> just yeah, he's trips like, him from behind. Fuck this. You're going down, son. Yeah, the professional foul. The classic professional foul. Um, crowd shouts, penalty! And Kenny Logan shouts, Aug! <laughs> 
Um, it's the only way Villa could stop him. Shout the crowd. Uh, no pissing about. Duncan Mackay takes the penalty and blams it straight past the Western Villa keeper. Straight in and no messing. Shouts a fan, which is what Gosh. you generally shout when a penalty goes in, doesn't it? Mm. Straight in and no messing. None of those fancy run-ups. Weird like they'll Duncan, do in the future. I know we've, we've been into this before, but it's mad the way Duncan Mackay gets to take the penalties, isn't it? Well, I don't know, because full-backs used to take penalties quite a bit in the olden days Ray back then. St- Ray Stewart. Ray Stewart was what West I was going to name, yeah. best ever penalty yeah. taker. Uh, I don't think he ever missed one for us. And then, after he retired, um, Julian Dix, also Julian a full-back, Dix. took yeah. over. He never missed one. And yeah. the other great one, of course, was Stuart Pearce. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. yeah, it is weird that full-backs took him. If you've got a full-back that's got a shot on him, then... Um, Give yeah. him a fucking goal. Uh, goal! is shouting. It's Melchester Rovers 2, Western Villa 1. Uh, I, thought of an- I thought of another one, Andy. Oh, and yeah. that this is weird. I might be misremembering this, but I'm pretty sure it's true, is that early in his career at Manchester United, I think that Dennis Irwin was, for a short period, their yeah. principal penalty taker. That, that's familiar, yeah. Was, did Phil Neal take them as well for Liverpool? Yes, he scored didn't one. He? And he won the European Cup yeah. final with a penalty, didn't he? Yeah, there you go then. Against Roma. All, it was all full-backs taking penalties. Only full-backs were to take penalties. There was a, it was a rule. UEFA had a rule. <laughs> only only full-backs were allowed. So there we are. It's completely in keeping. Mm. Jalapeño. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. At half time. Roy's walking off and he says, well, Blackie, what's your verdict on young Logan? And Blackie says, a little fireball, Roy. He's a little fireball. I like the way he's... <laughs> and then he gets deeply into it. I like the way he's continually causing problems and creating chances for the rest of yeah, us. all right, Blackie, I didn't ask for a fucking Doing life a fucking story, did I? fucking 60-minute fucking lecture. To be honest, okay, I was no. making small talk. I don't give a fuck what you think. Right. Just fucking give him a mark out of ten or whatever. I don't fucking ask. I don't want to fucking insult. Now, who do you fucking think you are? You think you're one of those fucking hipsters now, do you? With your fucking tactical analysis. <laughs> don't start all that shit with me. You maybe should have been fucking. Try- you should have been concentrating harder on the game instead of fucking compiling a fucking dossier on the cunt. <laughs> then that custom chips in. Ah, that's just as important as scoring goals. No, it's fucking not, Grandad. 
What's more, <laughs> nothing's more important than fucking sticking it in the back of the net, is it? That's why I do it. Because <laughs> I'm the most important one. I'm the most important person in this club. Don't you fucking forget it. In fact, you know what? All this shit you two are talking has put me right off this little cunt. I'm not going to sign him after all. <laughs> so they're in the dressing room. Um, no, and Roy answers, my very thoughts. So it took him a while to answer that last point that yeah, we're, good one, the lads. others just made. I'll keep you waiting. I'll just walk in silence for a couple of minutes. <laughs> my yeah. very thoughts. But now I've got to sort out Vic Guthrie. Where is he, Taffy? And Taffy... Uh, he says, well, I have no, I, idea, I have no Roy. idea, Except that he changed, packed his bag and cleared off. I uh, I think he's gone back home to Melchester. Roy says, what? What? How? <laughs> How? How's We're in fucking, Scotland. What? On the fucking train? Is he hitchhiking? Taxi? What? What? What's he fucking done? Ah, <laughs> oh, fucking hell. He'll never find his way back, the thick cunt. Uh, so you know, there we at, are. School, it, at, at our school, if you were not the, the sharpest tool in the box, you know, uh, they used to you used to be put on a course called Skiffle, which was skills for life, right? And you could <laughs> do... It should have been actual Skiffle yeah, where you were given a washboard like, in the tea chest. We used to... We still... When I see old mates from school, which are basically... I say when I see them, that's just my mates. They're the only mates I have. And they go, and we always still use it as a bit of a cuss. Like, mm. fucking hell, you're a bit skiffle, aren't you? Right? <laughs> and we found out that one of the f- tasks that they had to do in the skiffle class was yeah. the teacher took you out, the teacher took you out into the middle of central London, like, so you'd get off at Piccadilly Circus on the tube, they'd issue you each with a travel card, and then they'd just fuck off and say, see you back at... <laughs> They go, see you back at school, dickheads. <laughs> First one back gets a fucking prize. Last one back kicked out of school for being too thick. Right. First one back gets a bounty. Fucking of course, crack on. A lot of them, a lot of them were, um, you know, I probably now I think a lot of these sorts of kids would be diagnosed with things like attention deficit disorder. Yeah, they have to be they, properly looked after. Yeah, yeah, they were very disruptive, right? Yeah. But they were probably disruptive because they weren't bad, but they had attention difficulties yeah. and, and normal. The, the routine of school was hard for them to deal with, right? And um, so, of course, they're not necessarily going to... If you fucking leave them in Piccadilly Circus, surrounded by arcades, knocking shops, <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> all the shit oh, in Soho and all the rest Different of it. Their, their first instinct is not going to be, right, I better consult the tube map and find the <laughs> quickest way back to school so I can win the bounty. I'm going to become fucking... a red boy and a junkie. Yeah, now. exactly. Some of them are still there now, mate. <laughs> Living in the wild like those fucking American soldiers in Japan who think the war's that was still the, happening. Th- that was the plan all along. Yeah, they're just fucking there. <laughs> I think this is what fucking Vic Guthrie's in a situation like that. He's up in Scotland and he's gone stray. Effectively, that's what that course was in. It was a GCSE and going stray, wasn't it? Yeah. I've got a couple of mates who used to be in what was called the remedial class when they were at school. And their favourite lesson was double darts. (laughs) 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 An hour-long session of darts. Good for your maths, though, isn't it? Um, My uh, niece's... um, my niece's boyfriend, Liam, 
who regular listeners might remember, came to Club Med with us in the summer yes. and took part in the water polo face-off. He's in a which, Geordie, isn't he? Yeah, in which I gouged the, that French person's eye with my thumb. Yeah. Uh, he went to the darts dressed as Fozzie Bear. <laughs> all of his, him and all his mates were dressed as the Muppets. And when that she-dart, the dartstress, there's a dartstress, isn't there? A she-dartstress? Yeah. I think she's... There's, well, I, I don't know, because there's, there's a couple of new ones that have come through this year, but I don't know who anyway, it was Anyway, one of year. the dartstresses, like, does a fucking brilliant finish. I've only seen the clip, but she throws a double 20, and everyone goes mad. It cuts the crowd, and he's really visible in his fuzzy bear outfit, standing up <laughs> and doing a really fantastic air punch, like a real passionate <laughs> one. Like, he goes, come on! Like that, right? Anyway, he's so proud of it, because it was on Sky. He sent it to me, right? And I was like, that's really great. That's impressive. Congratulations. But then last night, he sent me another one, right? And they've used it in their promo for the oh, rest brilliant. of the week starts, right? So yeah. they've literally used the clip of him celebrating with so much passion because they, they obviously think that one shot encapsulates the sort of passion and excitement that exists in the darts crowd. The and fuzzy bear air punch, yeah. He, he just, he's so happy. And he said, I just don't know what to do with my life from here on in. <laughs> I, said, I know, I said, I feel for you. I think he's only about 27. Right, I said, I don't know, if, if something like that had happened to me when I was your age, I don't know what I would have done. It's like a Macaulay Culkin after Home Alone style thing. You've just got to become addicted to drugs. It's a, it's well, a, it's a dangerous situation to be in because he feels like he's peaked. Yeah, yeah. He's, first of all, he's got to keep his feet on the ground and realise that you yeah. know he can move on to other better things. Yeah. Um, secondly, he needs to get in touch with Sky and get some kind of... Money. remuneration yeah. for them using his clip yeah yeah you're right those are the two things although those two things in some ways are contradictory because on the one hand you're saying keep your feet on the ground and on the other hand you're saying call up Sky and demand money <laughs> <laughs> for the use of your image image rights dickhead yeah, <laughs> two well, words you know. image rights ever heard of it <laughs> yeah ask David Beckham he had the right idea <laughs> what no <laughs> yeah. you give him, you're not giving me anything Two more words, small claims court. Uh, oh, it's the fuzzy bear out of the darts promo here. Yeah, you know, the one who's constantly earning you millions. <laughs> yeah, so he was <coughs> delighted by that. Um, also, when you say, like, you, there was a class that was considered, that, that they called remedial, talking of different yeah. times, mental health terms, I was speaking to someone this morning, actually one of one of our cunters, one of our top cunters, Joe Harland, who uh, designed the TTFN dickhead Steve McQueen mm. licensing breach T-shirts, right? And um, he was, and he, he said he was telling me something, and he, he said casually about his granddad. Well, the thing is, my granddad he hadn't worked in years because he was um, diagnosed as um, what was it? He was diagnosed as clinically mad in 1962. And I said, was, hell. was that the actual diagnosis? And he went, yeah, that was what was written on it. He was clinically mad. <laughs> clinically mad. Right. And um, that was an actual thing. So the doctor, yeah, we've had a look over and the diagnosis is not good. You're mad. <laughs> what, so, what, what sort of mad? What do you mean? Bipolar, schizophrenic, uh, da da no, just like, you're just mad. Generalised madness. <laughs> Off your rocker. 
<laughs> he says well, it we'll here in the medical textbook. Mad. We'll call it clinically, and you know, haven't got to go to work. So you know, <laughs> we're signing you, you off live. forever. You're too mad <laughs> to be around anyone. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, anyway, so Vic Gaffrey's off. He's fucked off. Yeah. Um, it was a very thoughtful Roy who went out for the second half. Feeling a bit Don't thoughtful associate now. Roy. Yeah. Don't associate Roy with being thoughtful, do you? I try not to. I've always <laughs> followed me gut, right, and try to limit thinking to a bare minimum because it only gets you in fucking trouble, right? Next thing you know, you're losing sleep. <laughs> it's all instinct, instinct, instinct with me. And he says, uh, I thought everything was going too smoothly. Vic's going to be a big problem. That is if he doesn't ask for a transfer. Well, he fucking might ask for a transfer. Why well, would he want to play in the second If you think yeah, he's a problem, get rid of him. someone else in. Get some money. Fucking hell, get someone, get someone in who's not a prick. Um, <laughs> and, and then he's... <laughs> fucking hell, good management, isn't it? Uh, and then he's thinking... Uh, and then there's young Logan. He's having another thinking. He's having a good stare at him as well Laughing while he thinks boy. about him. I mean, look, that stare he's given him in the last frame. Whoa, I'm having a good stare while I think about him. Yeah. He says, he's good, really good. I'd like to offer him a contract, but that would mean making a bitter enemy of his father. Look at so him. So fuck. I don't know whether to sign him, punch him, or fuck him. <laughs> he's got me confused. <laughs> Maybe I should fuck the dad. I don't know. It's very rare for me to get confused like this. Most things <laughs> in my life are black and white. That's why I love Mrs Thatcher so much. She sure doesn't fuck about. Right. <laughs> Things are good or they're bad. But this cunt, he's got me thinking like Michael Foote. I'm looking at nuances. <laughs> I'm checking all the different angles. I'm paralysed. <coughs> I can't act. This is unlike me. <coughs> he's gorgeous. Him up. He's gorgeous. He's got a lovely little ass on him. He's quick. <laughs> he's quick. He's tenacious. He's confident. He's skillful. <coughs> right. He's got red hair. His dad's a cunt. Right. He's got a lot. He's full of himself. I hate him. I love him. I fancy him. I want to kill him. I don't know what the fuck's going on right now. <laughs> I want to sign him, but at the same time, I don't want to make an enemy of a middle-aged Scotchman. <laughs> what? It's going to be the best thing for, for this it. football club, but I don't want to make an enemy out of an angry estate agent who lives 400 miles away. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, Roy. Get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> shit um, where is it yeah he says uh, I'd like to offer him a contract but that would be making a bitter enemy of his father I wish I could look into a crystal ball and see dot 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 <laughs> and then another thought bubble because that first thought bubble was too big yeah, to hold, scratch hold that. the entire cancel diatribe that cancel that thought dot 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 how it's all going to work out <laughs> and uh, none of us can ever tell how it's going to work out can we Sam that's, what, that's why we life's all, like it is yeah and also you don't really look it's all part of life's great adventure who would yeah. want a crystal ball I was talking nah, about, about this this morning we were talking about you know certain issues um, not sexual ones you know things to do with no, bi- you bills and what admin admin stuff yeah and you know, she said, and I agree, it's like, you just got to take all this stuff one step at a time. you yeah, got to, you got to deal with the immediate challenge in front of you. Because yeah. if you start being two, three, four steps ahead, you drive yourself mad. And that's yeah. what Roy's doing here. It's like, do you want to sign or don't you want to sign him? Just think, is he a good signing? If he's a good signing, sign him. 
And then, yeah, there might be some fucking friction along the way with his old man. Yeah. But you're just going to have to deal with that. You, you might end up getting shot. Who knows? You, yeah, we but, don't know what know. could happen. thing is, I like this lad. I want to sign him, but at the same time, I don't want this ending up with me being shot <laughs> with a gun. <laughs> so, but may, may, so uh, admittedly, maybe I'm overthinking this. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we're at. After that one, that's the end of that uh, episode. And it, 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 Roy says, "I want to. I wish I could look into a crystal ball and see how it's all going to work out." And then directly underneath it says, "You can see if it works out next week." <laughs> well, if you're given off of a fuck, this is not the best cliffhanger that Roy of the Rovers has done, and therefore no. I'm only marking this as a seven. Oh, um. Because yeah, it, it wasn't. It you've was, underlined was, the absurdity of his dilemma. You, you know, really, Roy the Rose is all about Roy constantly having challenges, challenge, yeah. challenge, challenge. Every week is a different challenge that he usually manages to overcome. But sometimes yeah. there's real suspense and jeopardy. But in this, like you say, I mean, you've put the nail on the head. He's basically worried about upsetting a Scottish estate agent, and yeah. it's like pff, classic off-season stuff. First world problem, like fucking first world problem. Like not enough <laughs> petrol for your fucking helicopter. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly it. It's a fucking friendly match that we've, we've seen for the whole of the episode. I'm going to yeah. give it a six. And we're going to go for a seven with it. Not happy with that. Right. Um, hopefully uh, it'll get better. Oh, it does get better next week. I've just had a quick look. A fucking a very important, significant development next week. But I uh, will find out what that is in the next episode. Ooh, so exciting. Stick around, dickheads. Yes. Thanks for listening and uh, have a happy Christmas. Take yeah, the have a happy Christmas, everyone. Just rest and remember don't fear, love. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.